This podcast replay is brought to you by Caneswear.com. For all your Canes, Dolphins, and Heat needs, visit them at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Free shipping with online orders over $99. Go to Caneswear.com at Miami Fanware. That's the spot where South Florida fans shop. All right, all right, all right. We are interviewing a black polar bear in a... um. What's that called? A uh, what's where, where where they do they where they develop the pictures? What's that called? A dark room. There you go. A black polar bear in a dark room. We will get uh, we will get Manny Navarro back. There he is. There, baby. There he is. There he is. Breaking news. Follow Manny on Twitter, by the way. Manny underscore Navarro. Shannon Dawson apparently. Uh, Mario was a big, you know, um, what's it called? Um, freestyle guy back in the day. He loved <laughs> Give Me Tonight. He, you know, he, he, he used to go to the clubs all the time and go see Shannon. So he figured he'd have an offensive coordinator named Shannon. That's to right. To kind of uh, move, move up in the charts, as mm-hmm. they say. Yeah, glad it's over and done with, though. I mean, Shannon Dawson's a name that uh, Bruce Feldman told me about two weeks ago uh, as a guy that Mario liked, and I know he was one of the ones that came in and interviewed last week. Uh, So it was good that uh, he finally reached a decision. It gives him three weeks to uh, come in and implement the offense before spring football. Um, I know it's uh, he coaches an air raid-type offense, but in reality, Mario, um, I think, has said that – you know, he, he's going to run more of a, of a balanced offense, right? And uh, and so I think uh, I think ultimately here, you know, you can expect a, a more of a spread open offense, more of a pass-friendly offense, but at the same time, it's not going to abandon the run. They're still going to run the football. Yeah, but what I like about this is from at least initial stuff that we're talking about here, he also realizes that in today's game, it has to evolve. You got to right. score points, dude. You know what I mean? It's like... It's like watching the Heat, and then we got people like, well, maybe we'll go get Russell Westbrook. Oh, that's great. So he can show, show, uh, join two-point shooter Jimmy Butler, two-point shooter Kyle Lowry, two-point shooter Bam Adebayo in a three-point league. Sorry, yeah. it doesn't work. Let's not keep <laughs> adding to your problem that you guys can't score with a fistful of dollars in a whorehouse. So let's get to this. And in college football, brother, defenses don't dominate anymore. They just don't. More more often than not, it's making plays in certain points of games and things like that, your defenses. But your offenses need to be explosive in today's, you know, college football. you got to score points. So it's got to be a mix. Yeah, I believe that in heart and soul he wants to run, but I think he also figures, like, Look what they did the year before, and then what we did this year, we drastically changed the offense, and we weren't potent enough to hang in there with other games. Yeah, there's no question. you got to be able to score points. And, and really, I mean, every every team in college football nowadays, you look at the national championship game, 65-7, to 7, right? Um, you know, Georgia doesn't run an air raid type offense, but they score a lot of points, and that's the key to it all is explosion. And being able to to light up the scoreboard in a lot of different ways, and so, uh, look, uh, it's another smart guy in college football, guy who's been around the game a long time. Uh, 
you know, I know he's with Geno Smith at West Virginia at one point when West Virginia had those ridiculous offenses that were putting up 70 points a game or whatever it was, uh, you know, so uh, I, I think the potential's there. The key ultimately in all of this, though, I will tell Miami fans this till I'm blue in the face, go out and get some playmakers, man. Go out and recruit some playmakers. And, you know, I think that little fact that I just spit out about his relationship with Geno Smith, well, guess who Geno Smith's um, cousin is, okay? Uh, it's it's the, the number one receiver in the country this year who, who goes to Hollywood, Shamanad, J.J. Smith. So, uh, you know, keeping it in the family, so to speak, in terms of a guy that the family's familiar with as far as offensive coordinator. So I think this will help Miami in recruiting the number one receiver in the country in their own backyard. Okay, now the other thing, he kind of went young with those coordinators, right? On defense and offense. He yeah, I mean, Doss has been around the game for over 20 years, and so is Gidry. I mean, young young in the sense of, you know, they're not in their 60s, like Steele. Right, and, they're like, and those aren't they in their 40s? Aren't these guys no, in their I 40s? Think, I think Shannon's uh, 50s, early 50s as well, if I'm not mistaken. I got to okay. look up his All age. Right. But he's been around. I know, I mean, I know he's been around um, since, uh, you know, the early West Virginia days when, when they were still pretty good in the early 2000s. So, uh, I mean, over 20 years at the FBS level, Gidry's – same thing. He's been around for over 20 years coaching, you know, McNeese State, uh, you know, Western Kentucky, FAU, uh, you know, all, all of Marshall, all over the place. Uh, so these guys have been around. They're just G5 guys. They're not Power 5 guys per se in terms of, you know, having come from Power 5 programs like the last couple coordinators were. So, um, look, bottom line is, man, um, you got it done. It's over and done with. Miami fans can uh, can 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 take solace and that they have an offensive coordinator. Now they just got to go out and fill the rest of the positions, get the linebackers coach. I think it'll be Jason Taylor. Um, you know, I think, I think, you know, if, if Mario can convince him to, to, to take a step up and be on the staff, that he'll do it. Um, I think, uh, I think as far as, you know, receivers coach, we'll see who they end up looking at. I know James Coley is a co-offensive coordinator at uh, Texas A&M. You know, he coaches wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks, you know, maybe Miami's able to convince him or it's Leonard Hankerson who's uh, with the San Francisco 49ers, uh, a guy who obviously played at Miami and turned out to be pretty good. So, you know, we'll see who we get to, at those other positions on the assistant staff. But the bottom line is, hey, you know what? Spring football's three weeks away. They got the number seven recruiting class in the country. Fifteen of those kids are on campus. You've got eight transfers. Let's get this ball rolling, man. Let's start getting towards 2023 and, and, and more results on the field. And, and probably not nothing really to look into, but should there be any concerns that, several coaches left in this offseason or is this just part of the transition of trying to figure out what's your staff yeah i mean i think again i, I said this to you last week oh i think you know being on the west coast uh having a staff that you set up for over there for those recruits on the west coast right the, the guys at oregon's the guys that fit oregon's culture when you come over to miami and you and you bring some of those coaches with you and you have to hire new guys and be on a coast that you haven't been on in five to six years you know I think you look at some resumes and say, oh, this guy's going to fit great. You know, this guy's going to fit great when you do your first sort of coaching hires. And then you get into the into the room with them and you figure, oh, wait a minute, this isn't what I thought. And so I think there'll be some more, you know, changes. And, and is it a bad thing? Not necessarily. Um, because you were five and seven last year. It didn't work, right? Like you're not losing guys after a, a 10 or 11 win season. And they're like, oh, we can't work with this guy. No, it's, it's hey, uh, these, these guys weren't a good fit. We got to get this right. So I think it's more along those lines than anything else. Anything on the recruiting side we should know about? 
Uh, look, I, I went and I watched a couple of these kids. I mean, they're, they're, they're just really beginning with the 2024 class in terms of getting commitments and getting guys on board. You know, I think towards March and April, after kids visit on junior day for the first practice on March 4th, you'll probably start to see some commitments and guys that want to pledge to the program. But we're still very early in the process. And part of that is you didn't have an offensive coordinator, right? Like you fired, you had, you had your guy go out really back in December is when they made all these decisions, not, not recently. Uh, they weren't announced till recently, but you know, you were going through that process of, well, who the hell's going to coach, you know, quarterbacks, who's going to coach receivers who, you know, all of those questions are going to be answered. Now those recruits are going to be able to come in, meet those guys, be recruited by those guys. So it's good that they don't have a bunch of commitments right now. And you're like, well, are these guys, are these coaches even going to want these players? So you have lots of time. You got 10 months until signing day. Um, and, you know, if you go out and you take care of business on the field and you play better than you did last year, then you're going to have good players who still want to come here. By the way, Dawson's 45 years old. There you go. 45. But I know he's been in it a long, long time. So, yeah. But what I mean is he didn't go out and get old guys like grizzled veterans. He got right. kind of younger guys that, you know, uh, I think might be, um, let's just say, hipper to what's going on in college football. You know, Absolutely. And, 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 and I and something tells me that they've got to have some kind of strength in their recruiting, too. Right. There's got to be something. There. Well, Gidry, Gidry's really good at identifying. Listen, these guys have recruited at the lower levels of college football. Right. And 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 so when you don't recruit at, you know, when you're not recruiting for Georgia and Alabama and Michigan and, and places that are used to getting the five star kids, you're used to having to look for qualities in the lower ranked kids and you're able to identify guys that you think you can turn into better players. And so and, and it makes you hungry because you got to fight to get these kids to come to your school, right? So I think from that regard, you know, Gidry, from what my understanding is, he, he's a really good talent evaluator. A lot of the guys that he identified in the transfer portal, seven of them uh, came in and started for him at Marshall last year, started games for them, and, and were part of the best, you know, one of the best defenses in the country. Um, and, and Shannon Dawson, I mean, look, he, he's been uh, all over the place. He's had good quarterbacks. Uh, and, and he's been around good quarterbacks. I mentioned Geno Smith earlier at Houston. They've had some guys that put up huge numbers. I think his quarterback last year had 40 touchdowns yeah. and, and 10, 10 interceptions, something like that, some four-to-one ratio of, of, of touchdowns and interceptions. So, I mean, they find guys that aren't necessarily big-name guys that become productive. So I think that's a plus. And, and you know, Miami, uh, with, with Mario, he's the elite recruiter anyway. He's the guy that's going to convince the best players to come here. Um, these guys, I think, will be – hungrier than their predecessors let's hope so all right what are you working on over at uh the athletics so folks can check you out my friend well lots of uh coverage on shannon dawson will be coming out soon um you know stuff that we've been preparing and uh i think uh you know we will have a lot of recruiting stuff i'm going to be doing coming out with my top 12 uh, players to watch in florida for 2024 That'll, that'll be out later this week. Um, you know, a lot of stuff to read. We, uh, Bruce, Bruce Feldman and I just put out a story on Lance Gidry. Uh, it came out a couple days ago, um, and uh, it's, a, it's a pretty in-depth feature on him. You want to check that out, get some more information. We talked to Sunbelt uh, coaches, uh, guys that coached against him in the conference the last two years. I talked to one of his former players, um, and, and that's, you know, just to get their inside take on, on why he's good at what he does. There you go. Follow him on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro. And more importantly, subscribe to The Athletic because they do a phenomenal job of coverage every single day. Manny, as always, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you immensely. All right, thanks. You got it. There you go. Don't forget, 
You order over $99, you will get free shipping. So you can get anything and everything with a Canes logo on it. They've also got Inter-Miami gear. We've got Inter-Miami starting, what is it, February 25th, I think it is, against Montreal. So you can get uh, a new kit there. You want to get a new jersey, go uh, cheer on the team. We got Heat gear. We got Marlins gear. We got baseball right around the corner, too, coming up. We got Oki. Yeah, the Panthers are playing right now. You want to get some Panther stuff? They got all kinds of stuff there. 2511 South University Drive in Davie. If you want to visit it from anywhere in South Florida, get on out there right off of 595. So it's easy in, easy out. And right next to uh, La Spada, you can also have a nice little sub there, too, at the same time. There you go, La Spada. Free plug for you guys. Anyway, so get on out there, 2511 South University Drive. And if you can't get there, go online at caneswear.com, and you can check it out for yourself. Order over $99. You will get free shipping anywhere. Jeff and the boys, they ship out right away, so you will get it immediately. That is our Caneswear Miami Hurricanes report. This podcast replay is brought to you by Caneswear.com. For all your Canes, Dolphins, and Heat needs, visit them at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Free shipping with online orders over $99. Go to Caneswear.com at Miami Fanware. That's the spot where South Florida fans shop. All right, all right, all right. There he is, the man, the myth, the legend that is Manny Navarro. How you feeling, baby? You feeling all right? You feeling good? Feeling great. Thank you. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Does it look like uh, they got their man, uh, their offensive coordinator? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, they're happy with the choice. You know, Shannon Dawson is a, is a guy who uh, has been around, you know, several decades now in, in terms of coaching college football, been in the air raid system, worked with Hal Mummy, who, of course, devised the, uh, the air raid and, um, you know, worked with Dana Holgerson for many years um, and uh, has done a good job taking quarterbacks and, and making them better. I mean, if you look at what he did last season in Houston, his quarterback threw 40 touchdown passes. I know it was sort of a disappointing season in terms of their expectations. They thought they would be better than 8-5. and five. But, uh, you know, I think a lot of those issues might have been on defense, not necessarily offense. They averaged 36 points a game. And, uh, look, Miami got a guy who's hungry. He's a, he's a relatively young coach at age 45. I mean, I'm 44, so I can't say uh, I'm young anymore. Oh, he's a year older than me. Uh, but, but, for uh, you know, but for coaching, he's, he's, he's pretty young, actually. Overall. Right. He's, he's probably right, right, a good age, right? Right, yeah, the ripe age. The ripe age, the, let's just say. The ripe age. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think they're definitely happy with that. And now it's just a matter of uh, scoring away uh, receivers, uh, coach, and uh, running backs coach. So we'll, we'll see what Mario gets to that. Uh, but I think as far as their plan and what they want to be next season, using more of an air raid, spread offense type attack, I think, you know, uh, with Tyler Van Dyke as your best player, your offensive line, your, your likely strength, in all honesty. I mean, you have questions at receiver and running back at other places, but if if, uh, if Tyler Van Dyke is straight and he's got a good offensive line, then this might be a good system I, I'm what Miami wants to do. I'm surprised I didn't hear about cops raiding uh, the UM campus uh, over the last week because Tyler Van Dyke was probably having a party after they signed that guy because he's like, yeah, there's like spread. Yeah. It's, it's coming back. 
this is this is what I want. This is what I need. And so you know, you know what I'm saying. I, 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 I he's got to be happy. And and then at the same time, I got to give Mario a little credit here. I don't know if it's going to work or not. But he also understands the transition that his team is in and the quarterback that he has. And he got somebody at least that, that has an offense that has a lot of similarities to what he excelled in, too, at the same time. So, and I think to, right. to Mario's credit, too, you're, you're not just going to this power running offense. And it, it's, it's like watching, you know, the Heat. Hey, why don't we add another two-point shooter? That makes a lot of sense. Let's just add another two-point shooter and another two-point shooter. You know, you can't right. go with three yards in a cloud of dust offense, Mario Cristobal. You've got to open it up. You've got to score points. You've got to get chunk plays. So you're getting a guy that is going to assist your current quarterback, but at the same time evolve your offense to be more of what today's offense is instead of the Miami Heat saying, no, we can still work with 90s offense here. Right. You have to modernize and get with the times. And I think, you know, a lot of it has recruiting too, right? I mean, you know, they didn't get uh, the two elite receivers in their backyard last cycle. Uh, there were actually probably more than that. I'd say probably three or four. And they didn't get the, the, the four highest ranked uh, receivers. And so I think if you're going to attract receivers – you need to have an offense that's uh, receiver friendly because uh, that's how you win in college football today. It's not three yards in a cloud of dust. You still got to be able to run the football. I mean, Georgia proved that uh, the last couple of years. They've had some great offensive lines, some really good running backs. And when they needed to beat teams, they could run the football. Um, but I think uh, in the grand scheme of things, Miami has so much more to go, obviously, than Georgia to be Georgia, right, to get to that level. And so you start by – if uh, bringing in in a friendly uh, receiver, friendly passer, friendly offense, because you got to get some of those guys in the door. I'm with you there. All right. So what's next? Because they did lose uh, what four other coaches, assistant coaches. Yeah. Well, they ended up hiring Derek Nicholson to uh, to be the linebackers coach uh, to replace Charlie Strong. He was uh, with he was at Louisville, and then he followed Scott Satterfield to Cincinnati. He was there for all of three weeks. Uh, before, uh, you know, being hired the same day as Miami's new offensive coordinator to come in and be uh, the linebackers coach. So Derek uh, is a familiar name in the Miami-Florida State series. He played for Florida State, uh, was a really good linebacker for them for, for a few years, and uh, and then obviously got into coaching pretty quickly. And, and you know, he's a pretty good recruiter. He, he ended up convincing a linebacker Miami really wanted in their class, Dan Quan Clark, uh, to, to go to Louisville instead of Miami. And uh, and so he's the kind of guy that I think is, again, another young, hungry coach, right, Who's, who uh, is looking to make a name for himself. And I think it's a difference, right, in hiring. You don't have the Charlie Strongs, the 62-year-old guys who've already done it and proven it and are used to uh, cooking with, uh, with, 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 you know, the best grease available. These other coaches are used to, uh, you know, coaching guys that aren't as talented and coaching them up and making them better. And I think, you know, that's kind of what Miami needs right now in its rebuild phase. As far as receiver and running backs, coach, I mean, there's been a bunch of rumors and names out there that I've heard. Um, you know, a few of them involve former Hurricanes uh, potentially coming to be receivers coach. Um, I don't know where Mario is in that decision-making process, I would assume. And I've been told that the offensive coordinator, uh, Shannon Dawson, will have a say in that hire. Uh, but as far as running backs, coach, I think that'll probably be Mario's decision. One interesting name I heard was Tim Harris Jr. 
Um, you know, he's a guy who his father and him, you know, the whole family, the Harris family has been very integral to the city of Miami. He's been with UCF the last few years as, as maybe a potential guy who comes in here as, as running backs coach, maybe running running game coordinator, that, that type of thing. Okay. Um, I know you wrote an article about the 10 most important prospects for 2024 around the state of mm-hmm. Florida. Uh, how many of those prospects are UM involved in? Well, I mean, I would say I would think most of them, you know, Miami has shown interest in, um, you know, the one at the at the top of the list. Uh, Jermaine Smith is obviously the biggest one because he, he is the number two player in the cycle for 2024. He's uh, 6'3", 185 pounds. Uh, you know, he reminds me a lot of Andre Johnson um, in terms of just his body type, his physicality, his demeanor. Uh, he's Geno Smith's cousin. Um uh, and uh, that's high you know, praise. That, that, that's high praise, you know, bro. Yeah. That's high praise. That's high praise yeah, comparing well, him to Andre Johnson. That's a freak. He's got. He is. He is of that same athletic potential and ability. Like he has that in him, and he's been very good for very, very long. I'll put it this way: I mean, he, he plays with the South Florida Express seven on seven team. That team had Brandon Innes. Uh, Hakeem Williams, guys that went to Ohio State, Florida State, five-star receivers, and I think he's better than all those guys. He, and he showed that last year as a junior. So um, I think he warrants that kind of praise. And, and there's a bunch of other guys on that list. Uh, uh, Josiah Trader, uh, who, who also plays with him at Chaminade, is, is more of a two-way guy. Um, I think personally, I would. I, I'd have but told, you have you have him uh, committed Joe, already Joe, 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 to you. But you have him committed already to Ohio State, the Smith kid. He is committed. He's been committed to Ohio State, but he. There's no question. Miami is. It's going to be a factor. You could be committed, t- 10, 12 months before the decisions are, have to be finalized. I, I think Miami. You broke up there. Well, you, you, you broke up there. It. There we go. Can you hear me all right? Now we can. Go ahead. You got me. Uh, I was going to say, JoJo Trader is the other uh, player that I was going to mention, um, and another elite sort of receiver um, and, and two-way player. Uh, he goes to Hollywood Chaminade as well. Those are the top two local kids that Miami absolutely has to get. Uh, JoJo's a guy that I personally think would be better off playing defense because he's such a ball hawk. Um, you know, just such a knack for reading the quarterback and breaking on balls, kind of like Cam Kitchens. Um, but he wants to play receiver at the next level. We'll see if maybe Mario lets him do both. But uh, both of those kids, those are must-gets for Miami. So when are we getting uh, Brian Hardline? Why not name him the offensive coordinator? What the hell is going on with Mario? Let's go, bro. <laughs> I mean, you want well, a badass listen, recruiter. Uh, Brian, Hardline's- Brian Hardline's a pain in our ass right now. Come on. Well, it's, I, I would venture to say so is Ohio State, right? I mean, Ohio State pretty much. Uh, yeah, yeah, when, but, when if we get, but if we get rid of Brian year? Hartline from them and Adam here, that weakens Ohio State. Because right. uh, JoJo also is considering Ohio State in your article. So, you know, I'm watching that. And I'm going, damn, yes. dude. You know, come on, Hartline, <laughs> bro. What is wrong with you? This is just this is not good, bro. We got to get – we got to – I don't know. Can we just can Listen, we can he, we kidnap his ass or something? I, I that'd be the uh, ideal trick to end his reign. There's no question. That would be the the way to do it. But look, man, look. If you're a receiver, 
and and Ohio State's putting out all these first rounders every single year, right? Garrett Wilson, we just saw, got drafted. Uh, the kid with the Saints uh, also went to Ohio State. I mean, all these all these elite receivers just keep going to the NFL. That's the place to go. That's Brian Hartline's kicking everybody's ass. So uh, give him his kudos. Uh, you know, former Dolphin going on to do great things as an assistant coach in college, and I'm sure at some point he'll get his own uh, program to run. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. It's it's interesting, man, how he has, man, he has made an instant impact uh, as a coach, and he has become a, he's become Mario Cristobal as a recruiter. Did you see him as that when he was with the Dolphins? Did he no. talk about wanting to get into coaching? No, no, I did. Well, I mean, you know, you could tell that he he's a foot, you could tell he's a gym rat, right, when he mm-hmm. was there. Now, did I know that he was going to become this kind of recruiter? No, not at all. But you could tell that he did have, like, that quality that, like, Zach has it too, but he doesn't want to be a coach. So it's different right. with, with guys like Zach or even Dan Marino. Like, Marino has a love for it, but he ain't going to be no coach. There's no way, you know. Right. And, and I don't think Zach would ever spend his time coaching either. It would drive him crazy to have to coach people because I think he's one of those kind of athletes. But, Brian, you can tell that he was kind of a gym rat and a guy that wanted to be around the game. So you can see him being a coach. But I didn't get to see him enough here to learn about him Like to that point. Like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be a coach down the line. But, wow, dude. He has turned into just an absolute monster at the college football level. He he won't be there long. Somebody's going to give him that, you know, that that promotion that he's looking for. And he deserves, by the way. Well, there's a few uh, ACC schools that uh, I'm sure will be making coaching changes here in the years to come. Uh, Boston College had a terrible year. I think he'd be a, a great fit at a place like Boston College. Um, you know, they hired a former Ohio State assistant uh, the last time. And uh, so I think, you know, he'll get his opportunity some, probably some point here around 2024, 2025. I think if you want that opportunity, if you're Brian Hartline after you've been at Ohio State, you also have to go, okay, I need to go somewhere where they also are going to give me the resources. And I'm not sure mm-hmm. that Boston College would be the place that gives you the resources that you need in order to be successful because that's kind of part of the marriage. Yeah, it's nice to be a great recruiter, but you've also got to have the program that's also going to provide what you need. So when you do recruit the guys, they also ha- they, you have all those elements that you need to kind of seal the deal. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I, right. I, don't know, I don't know going to Boston College if that's going to be, you know. Well, I mean, listen, if he's smart, he'd probably stay in the Big Ten. I mean, that's where exactly. all the money is that right. they're in the SEC. That's what I mean. So it just depends, you know, is it a school like Indiana? Would he go to a place like Indiana? You know, they've, they've kind of fallen off after being a bowl team for a couple of years. They've, they've kind of struggling now. Uh, there might be a coaching change in the future there. So to me, it's it, it'll probably be that kind of a program somewhere in the Midwest, somewhere in the Northeast um, that would give him that opportunity to make the jump from, from – I mean, look, he was just promoted to offensive coordinator. Yeah. So uh, – I think uh, he probably needs to put in a year or two at least there before he For makes sure. the jump. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right, what are you working on uh, over the weekend at the Athletics so folks can check you out, my friend? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, obviously it's the offseason, a lot of recruiting stuff. Um, I caught up with a quarterback target that Miami is pursuing, Air Noland. Great name, by the way, can you imagine? Uh, my starting quarterback for the Hurricanes, Air Noland. Um, left-handed quarterback out of uh, Georgia, 
Um, he's going to be a senior this coming season. Um, threw, I think, for 54 touchdowns and, like, only four interceptions. Left-handed. Uh, where's the number one? Just like Tua. Um, very accurate. I watched him play. Not a, not a super strong arm, but great anticipation skills. And uh, I know he's among a, a list of quarterbacks that Miami's interested in. So there'll be something on him there. Uh, you know, just the usual, oh, I mean, I'm always working on – I feel like I got my hands on like six different projects all the time. And it's just a matter of which one does the editor want first, you know, which one which one is the most timely. So I think uh, from that perspective – and I'm sure I'll probably do something on Miami's new, uh, new coordinator, offensive coordinator. We just wrote a story earlier this week. Uh, Bruce Feldman and I on on uh, Lance Gidry, the defensive coordinator. That's on the website to read. So uh, I'm sure there'll be a uh, a version of uh, similar to Shannon Dawson. Yeah, I'm interested to see how he, you know, uh, molds his offense and caters to. I know what Mario's, you know, foundation is, but then at the same time, what you also need to do in today's, you know, college football to open things up a little bit more. I'm really intrigued to see how he does it because I was so disappointed with Gaddis and the way he mishandled, uh, uh, you know, the the Canes offense, I thought, uh, this year. All right, follow him on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro. More importantly, do what I do, man. Subscribe to The Athletic and support Manny and all the fantastic writers who give us all kinds of great insight every single day. Manny, as always, have a fantastic weekend, my friend. Appreciate you. All right, brother. You too. Take care. Thank you. Don't forget, go to caneswear.com. You order over $99 anywhere in the country, free shipping. They got anything and everything with the Canes logo. They've got Dolphin gear, Miami Heat gear, Miami Marlins gear, Inter-Miami gear, Florida Panthers Got all kinds of stuff. I mean, Brett is always working, bringing in stuff, and that's why that's why they're always growing, and that's why they're moving to another location right there in the same mall, uh, but it'll be to a bigger spot. They just get bigger and bigger and bigger, which is just absolutely beautiful and very proud of Brett and what he's been able to build out there. It's just a culture. It's, uh, it's service. They look out for you, the customer, now, they just do an awesome, awesome job when you're there at the store or if you're ordering online. Check it out. Over $99. It'll be free shipping. Caneswear.com.